You know where I differ from a lot of people? When I Really? <laughs> really? You're different from a lot of people. When I have my uh, funeral, you know? Yeah. And you know most of these funerals, uh, crying and uh, sad and everything like that. And uh, uh, that's what I like, you know? I don't want... I've heard of other ones. Let's have a party. Ah, ah. Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa. No party. There'll be a lot of party days later. But right now, this is... The, I'm dead. I mean, you know, people should be talking, crying. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like, Brian. Yeah. Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't change for And note to self, don't die. Welcome in, everybody, to the supposed for-profit venture known as the Stone on Air podcast, now back in its weekly standalone podcast state for the last couple of months. Today is September 22nd, 2021. I wasn't planning on doing the show tonight. And then I said, well, what the hell? It's ready to go and it's time to do it, I guess. Whatever. Sorry, I blanked there. I was like, oh, the, the 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 post is almost here. I wanted to hit it right before the chorus. And I was like, uh, what to say next? Part of the reason why I wasn't going to do the show today, because I really don't have a very good uh, roadmap put together for you today because I was planning on doing it tomorrow on Wednesday and having it available on, um, on Thursday. But it's 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. I have a meeting tomorrow at 10 a.m. So that was another reason. 10 a.m. is early for me. I mean, I can easily do it, but it's still early for me. And uh, I got it all done, and I was actually feeling good about it and said, what the hell, let's do it. And uh, we'll go ahead and knock this thing out tonight, as I per usual do, not every single week, but many weeks say, oh, it might be a little shorter this week, and then that means it's going to be guaranteed to be longer. This might be a situation where it is a little slower. Uh, I'm not exactly sure because I, I have not highlighted everything like I planned on highlighting. I have two segments for you put together today, both in the neighborhood of what could be considered uh, heavy topics for the most part, but I'm going to try to make them not that. Um, Doctors Warren, Nathan, I believe, is his name. Her name is Elizabeth for sure, and they have a radio show on Talk Radio 102.3 here in town, and they irritated the hell out of me the other day, and I'm going to spend some time on that and the polarization of all media now because there's so many different angles from the newspaper, from the radio stations, to the TV stations, to now to the countless outlets online. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you say it? And how do you capture the biggest audience? And I didn't like the direction that they took. Uh, it's now been a couple of weeks ago. I'll spend a majority of the second segment on that. And then at the end of the show that I planned on doing last week, be right before I scratched it when I found out that Norm MacDonald had died. And so I'll do that on the on the way out. I'm not going to try to be too heavy with it, but it is a, you know, clearly a, a polarizing topic. But uh, 
it was just sitting there waiting to do, so I'm going to do it. On the front end there, because of so much that's now coming to the surface of Norm MacDonald uh, video and audio clips that people are massively uh, uploading to primarily YouTube, but other um, online media distributions as well. It's a rabbit hole. I, I thought like it's, I thought he was close to like a Pearl Jam for me that there wasn't a song I hadn't heard yet from that band. I didn't think there was a bit or a joke or a sketch or a skit that I had not seen from Norm, and I was way wrong. There is so much out there left that I have not seen, which is awesome, which is perfect. So I, you know, I can still explore and find some new Norm material. Not that much, but that front end that was with uh, David Letterman. I don't know who the other dude was, but yeah, my generation, maybe the generation before me, also has kind of it's been trendy to say uh, I don't want people sad. I don't want people mourning. I want people to have a party. I want you to celebrate my life. And I have said that same thing my entire adult life. Uh, My favorite song in the world is Pearl Jam Alive. I want that thing playing on a loop. All the different versions from all over the world, uh, you know, at my funeral or at my wake or whatever it is. My guess is that probably won't end up what happens. I don't know. I'll be dead. It won't matter at that point. But his, his total opposite of that is... No, I'd be sad. There's plenty of time for partying. (laughs) So just more and more great stuff. Uh, Let's see. I'll get you a coolest thing, an explanatory thing, featuring my guy Barry Corder from the Times Free Press and the still-to-be-determined exactly how the iPad distribution and local paper will be distributed a little piece of that from um, a recording we did the other day, and then the worst idea. Uh, real quick, a couple things quickly before I talk about the new show that we're working on, and that's what the meeting's about tomorrow. I've been waiting on social media to put the Braves magic number out there. Right now, as we sit this moment, as of record time, as press time, quote-unquote, the magic number is 11. Any combination of Braves wins and Phillies losses equaling 11 Puts the Braves as the champions of the NL East for the fourth straight year. They're not that good, but if they can at least get that, that'd be pretty cool. I haven't put it on social media yet because this team is dicey. They're just they're not that good. The whole division sucks. Um, Titans, wow, this past weekend. Got to say this real fast. Parkway Poorhouse on Riverside Drive, down there with all the development, all the condos and all the townhomes and all that they're uh, just to, to on your way towards MLK from the riverfront. Always thought it was a pretty cool place. Always seemed like it was a, a good enough place to grab a bite and a drink or whatever. Well, the Titans, local Titans, Chattanooga people, at Chat 10 Sports, whoever they are, I'm sorry. If I, forgive me for not having the name in front of me. Again, I wasn't planning on doing this show tonight. We went, to, uh, me and a handful of friends went to watch the Titans at Seattle uh, Sunday afternoon. And, of course, if you care, you know we won in dramatic fashion and came back. That place, it's a small party. That's fine. I don't need a big party. I just need a good party. It's a small party, and it was fantastic. By the end of the game, we're hanging out in the the kind of side banquet room, uh, watching that field goal go through in overtime, and it was like we won the damn Super Bowl. That was a great time. So the Chattanooga Titans fans – at Chat Sports 10. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll post it on social media, Twitter, and all that. 
I'll be in Nashville for the Colts and Titans this weekend, and I'll be right back there for the next away game, which will be the week after that. Great job, everybody out there. They're welcoming with open arms. They want anybody who's a Titans. This is not just, oh, yeah, I kind of like the Titans. I hope they win this week. That's not what these people are. This is we eat, breathe, and sleep Titans football. It's very nice to see. Parkway Poorhouse, downtown Chattanooga. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the doctors warn. They're basically chiropractors in the second segment. I went to the dentist yesterday. Oh no, this morning. Hell, this morning. There is nothing that can prove the rapid warp speed pace of time than the every six months you have to go to the damn dentist. I got a great dentist. Great dentist. Um, but that doesn't mean it's still not annoying as hell. It's the freaking dentist. And I think I did this six months ago, and I probably did it six months ago before that. But this woman, the dental hygienist, and she's very good at it, but this woman is a small-talking machine, talks to you while she's got, you know, you're scraping your teeth and mouth open and in the most irritated place you're going to be for the week, and weather is her thing. Holy jeez, I know I've talked about this before. In the room where she cleans my teeth, there's a big-ass window that we're both staring out of. And as soon as I walk in there, what's it still? Is it raining out there yet? Bitch, look at the door. <laughs> Stop. Stop. And then uh, it just continues the how about this weather stuff while she's cramming crap into my mouth. Ugh, it's so damn annoying. But she is really good at what she does, and he's a great dentist. Uh, Joe, Joe Elkins out on um, uh, it's Hicks and Pike technically as you get close to Riverview. It's just so stupid. And there's like, well, it just seems like it's been raining for like four days. It has been raining for four days. It doesn't seem like that. I've seen the forecast. We all know. Please shut up. Please stop. Anyway, that was this morning. And real quick with the the new show idea before I uh, transition into the uh, three pieces of audio I have for you. There's my cat screaming. Hold on. I'm going to see what the hell. She's probably just knocked some shit over. Hang tight. All right. I'm back. Uh, late night, she turns into uh, a crazy cat sometimes. And any drink that has ice in it, whether it's water, alcohol, Coca-Cola, doesn't matter. Anything with ice in it, she is on a mission to knock it over and then kick the ice all over the place. And I still occasionally forget and leave a cup of ice water, ice drink, or gin and tonic or whatever. So I had to make sure that that wasn't what was happening. All right. That wasn't what was happening. So the new show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show is what it is called. It is basically Jeff Styles' new podcast. It is still very much in the works. It's not, it's not completely just conceptual. It's more than conceptual at this point but it's still in the works of what it's actually going to be. But the overall idea is a Monday through Friday, replace your morning commute audio radio show. This is bold. I have to just say out loud, this is a bold idea. We have some studios that we're using downtown that I don't think I'm at liberty to say what or where yet. It doesn't matter because I can't imagine anybody would hardly care, but I, I won't say on that yet. There's people involved that I'm not exactly sure what their roles are. I am the overall producer of this, and we're talking, we're trying video, 
We're trying um, Facebook Lives and YouTubes, and we got this. These are big, bold ideas, and a lot of us don't know how to do this yet. But we're learning and we're working on it. And if there's anybody in this town that isn't going to work for free, it's Jeff Styles. I've been working for free off and on many times my whole life. I'm close to where working for free isn't my thing either, but I will do it for a little bit. And when they presented me with this idea about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, I said, yeah, absolutely, I'm interested in it. But I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. We are uh, two episodes, pilot, as we call them, pilot episodes in, with a lot of post-production, meaning they were not done on the fly live. They were done live and then edited later by me, and they sound fine. They sound good. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to walk into a studio and hit go. Hit play, and we're live on Facebook, and we're live on YouTube, or eventually we will be anyway. When none of us have any kind of film editing, and really the Luddite of them all is Jeff Styles, who actually has some film, film editing to his experience level credit, but I don't. I've never, I've never done film anything at all, at all. So there's a lot to learn here. I've got the audio portion of it taken care of pretty good. Um, we've had three meetings, two of which were recordings, and we're going to have at least two more, at least if I, if I have anything to do with it, we're going to have two more trial runs in a live setting and try to learn how to make this video thing work. And they've got this, it's a great studio to do this stuff. It's just stuff I have zero experience with. But the reason that I'm all on board is because so far, from the jump and going forward, this is a paying gig. I will take any paying gig I can get. Now, if it turns into not a paying gig anymore, which very well might be the case, then I'll abort and go back to doing whatever. But at this point, I have every reason to believe that it's at least going to pay while we get off the ground. And Jeff is pretty much in control of all the content, which is good. That makes it easier on me. But we have a lot of technical side stuff that I've got to learn and figure it out over the course of the next few weeks. It's going to stress me out. It's going to take a lot of time. And it might get in the way of this podcast for a few weeks. So if I'm not here for whatever reason, that's going to be the only reason why. Because I'm devoting a lot of time to that. And then hopefully once I balance that out, assuming it does work, and we go forward and we do this thing for the next however long, hopefully the rest of our lives. I've been saying that with every radio gig I got. As long as this lasts, hopefully the rest of my life. Well, clearly none of them last the rest of my life. But uh, that's where a lot of my focus and attention is going to be for the I don't even want to say foreseeable future. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I can say for the next little while, and we'll see how it goes. I think if it's done the way we envision it, it's going to be pretty damn cool. It's going to be pretty good. It's just it's going to be very difficult to pull off what we're trying to do. And uh, But that doesn't mean it can't be done. I, pull, I pulled off a lot of things very difficult that turned out to be pretty good, and I've turned out a lot of things that were garbage too, so... We'll see where it goes from there. All right, coolest thing, explanatory thing, and the worst idea. We'll shift gears and just go totally fluffed out here. Ran into this on TikTok earlier today. It is a mashup. I love these things when people do this stuff. Of um, raw vocals from Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train on top of a, forgive me for getting which song it was, but an earth, wind, and fire groove. This is today's coolest 
thing. Holy balls. Today is the day. Just too, too, too cool. Ozzy and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire on a mashup. This is the most explanatory thing. So we have a, a, a an interview on the tail end of the last pilot we did of the show I was just explaining to you, where Barry Corder from the Times Free Press dropped in, and we were talking Bonnaroo and festivals and podcasts and the soon-to-be six-day-a-week digital-only distribution of the Chattanooga Times Free Press with the one day a week in print on Sunday. And how does this exactly work with these iPads? And while he didn't have all the answers, it was premised at the beginning. I don't have all the answers yet. He's not the boss. He's just one of the you know longtime featured writers in different uh, areas of the paper for all these years. But he was he had enough to give us a little extra that, that we didn't have. This is today's explanatory thing. Because we should I have all to have subscribe paper. right now, yeah, so that we get the iPad. Well, there's there's different levels of of uh, subscriptions to the to the paper. Introductory to just look online sure. through like just scan through today's paper. I pay a few bucks right now on the introductory uh, rate. My understanding, the little I read just from from the TFP was this was for the full at home right. seven day a week. Uh, uh, delivery digital so the 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 highest tier price that you guys have i'm guessing there's got to be some kind of uh two year minimum or something like i mean you can't just you can't just get um, i can't imagine you they would allow to where you can get a subscription for a month get your free ipad and and scam them out of here you know and change the billing cycle or i do know it's not yours to keep when when the subscription oh, really? ends, no. Wow. When the subscription ends, we're coming back and getting it. So it's like a library. You're yeah. checking it out as long as you're using yeah, the product. We, you're we, reading the book. We'll shut it off, and we're going to come get it. Huh? Yes. Wow. Okay. This that's a that's talk about a brave new concept. Yeah. I mean that's that's now, that's interesting. Somebody else did ask, what if you live in like Seattle and you subscribe? Are we going to come to Seattle? Are y'all going to come up to, to Lewis Chapel Mountain out to the Boondocks and get my, and pry it from my cold yeah. dead hands? It sounded like a really easy situation. Like, oh, if you just stop, we'll come get it from you. I don't think it's going to be quite that easy, but that's that's at least what it looks like on the books. As long as you're paying for us for the subscription, you'll get this iPad to use. To it is a, as Jeff just said, and I said earlier, he said brave, I said bold. It's both a brave and bold experiment. And um, I can't find a damn newspaper in this city. So uh, I'll take any kind of new concept or idea that's already been test marketed in other places. We're not the first to do it. Uh, here we go. Long on the first segment. This is today's worst idea. I believe it was Fox Business. Um, Brian Kemp, 
the uh, governor in Georgia shows up and says something stupid. Shocking news, right? So we've had vaccines for measles, for polio, for smallpox, for swine flu. How is this different? Well, I think it's different in a lot of ways because it's so new. Uh, even though it's very safe, it's very effective. We know that. I believe that. There are people that have doubt that's out there because they haven't been uh, all three fully authorized yet. And then mixed right. messaging right. out of the Biden administration. And plus, just like the AIDS vaccine, mandate net didn't work. It only worked when they started educating people why it was a good idea. That's what we need to continue to do uh, with the COVID vaccine. Okay, a couple of things here real quick. And I just thought of another one as I just listened to that again. Um, There's issues with the vaccine that he just got done telling you, Governor Kemp, was safe and effective, but because of mixed messages from the Biden administration, that's why people are so confused. When you just gave me a mixed message about how effective and and safe they are, yet, all right, I just stop there. How about the second part of it was the reason why I played it to begin with? It's a double worst idea. Just like the AIDS vaccine mandate didn't work, excuse me, the AIDS, you know, HIV positive, it leads to the immune deficiency disease, AIDS, the mandated vaccine didn't work. What is it that Wayne says? Excuse me? Begging powder? What? Yeah, clearly, obviously, there was not a AIDS mandated vaccine. All right, that's all. That's it. All right, uh, so Dr. W- Doctors Warren irritated the hell out of me the other day, and I'll tell you why, and I'll do it next. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. All right, guys, welcome to the show today. I've got a good one lined up for you. Um, I'm going to be going into, uh, you know, basically why the way our, you know, most of our doctors in this country, you know, talk about, uh, you know, health the wrong way. They blame it on genes. They blame it on age. Uh, I'm here to tell you that is the furthest thing from the truth. Absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. And we've known that for years now. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want this show to be more about like you guys getting away completely away from uh you know this this idea that that you're just a product of your age you're just a product of your genes so we're going to go over things like hormone optimization uh i'm going to be talking a lot about men today and, and specifically things like testosterone libido uh you know some of the biggest things that plague uh men's health and 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 so uh, with the, with the idea that again you're not a product of your age you're not a product of your genes you're a product of your choices can't argue with that this is a Ben Folds version of Dr. My Eyes Jackson Brown Ben Folds will make two appearances on today's show So I looked through the archives, which I didn't know what to expect, whether they would all be archived or not through uh, Doctors Warren's uh, websites or YouTubes or Facebooks, and they're not. And that's, you know, that's fine. They have a lot of good information out there, but 
there's no reason to update something constantly if you're not monetizing it when you do the same show every single week. Now, I know I might be sounding a little butthurt as I say it like this, but because the reason that show was so repetitive is why I actually liked it. And I will further explain here as I as I get into this segment. So, let's see. Should I do... which? What, where should I start? Should I start in the middle? Should I start at the beginning? Or should I start at the end? Because it could go either direction. Let's, uh, let's start more towards the middle-ish end. So, around six, seven years ago is when I finally realized that spending a lot of time on social media and being, like, brash and loud and proud and bold and smashing pots and pans together was probably not the best idea for your brand. It was probably more like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, when I really started to realize because of the poisonous, toxic nature that we live in. And it started mostly in 2014 and 15 for me because I remember it because I was just starting to fill in for Let's Talk Money Almost on Talk Radio 102.3 here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, almost every time Jim and Jamie were out, they did a lot of family vacations. So when they did family vacations, I filled in on the show. And I loved doing that show because finances to me is a fun conversation. Took me into my 30s to get to this point, and in my 40s, it's even more. I think it's, first of all, it's it's simple. It's narrow, right? It's not, it's narrow casted. It's not broadcasting. You get to a very small section here, and you and you you've got plenty to work with, but it's very very specific. And the uh, the the primaries were just starting to pick up for the Republicans. Well, and the Democrats too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, wait, hold on. Let me rethink this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously uh, Barack was out, so there was a, a lot of political heat, and social media was just starting to turn into the fire that ends up being the dumpster fire that it is and I would put a lot of really just loud things out there and after Jim and Jamie were giving me their show which is only a vehicle for their for their evergreen advisors I mean these people are wealthy people that manage multi 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 countless multi-million dollar accounts they're not here to try to tell you who to vote for you're here to try to to manage your money and be as successful as possible and while Jim every now and again could get a little loud occasionally. He he kind of did the same thing I did over those course of a few years and realized, yeah, it's best just to shut the bleep up on this one. And I remember he, he had, and I don't know this for a fact, but I believe it's true, he had uh, Jamie call me specifically and hit touch base with me a few times to watch what my topics were on their show when they were out of town. This was new to me. I was used to saying whatever I wanted whenever I wanted on the air. You know, I, I'm still green in a lot of ways. I'm still learning all this different spoken word stuff, and people are enjoying what I'm doing, or they wouldn't be paying me to continue to do it. But there was very much a, I need you to tread a little lightly without saying those exact words. Later, you know, in hindsight, in retrospect, I now I can see how loud they were trying to be with not trying to be too loud because this is. This is news talk radio. We're supposed to be loud. We're supposed to be proud. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so it was about that time I started to realize to start to chill. And over the last three, four, five years, I have totally chilled. Facebook is just a place for me to show you that there's a podcast. And I, I don't know if there's 10, 12, 15, 60, 6,000, 60 million. I don't know how many people are listening to this. 
It ain't $60 million, but you get my point. That's all it's there for is a distribution to just say, hey, here's some stuff if you want it. And when I hit record at my home studio here at the house, I let it fly. I'll say whatever I want, whenever I want, because it doesn't hurt anybody. And if you don't like it, you can leave and never come back. Or you can stay every single week. I'm not telling you anything you, the listener, doesn't already know. Now let's talk about, uh, rather than the most present thing that irritated me uh, beyond comprehension at the time, I was just also kind of in a mood, let's talk about the overall reason for me as a consumer of this kind of content, the spoken word format, whether it be radio, podcast, or even television talking head stuff. There's a reason why I consume what I consume. Sometimes I want an echo chamber that just tells me what I want to hear, which is not that often anymore, but occasionally. Sometimes I want the opposition, which also is not very often. And sometimes I want those safe spaces, and I'm sorry to use buzzwords, but that place I can go where I can just hear the logical nature of a pretty simplistic but a lifestyle choice that America's societal cultural norms have turned into something that seems difficult when it's really not. Your finances in your life are not that difficult. We've conditioned young people and generations over the last however long to think that, oh, this is really difficult. I don't know what to do with my money. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. No, it's very easy to do. It's difficult to make the amount of money and invest it properly and spend it properly to have a, a, a longevity in life that we can all be proud of. That is difficult to do, but the concept to understand ain't that difficult at all. Sorry if I use the word ain't. It's not hard. Same thing with your health. Same thing with your, uh, you know, your genetic medical makeup. Yes, it's complicated, of course. Doctors and people who manage million-dollar accounts, and, and, and you know, the, the, these are difficult uh, uh, occupations to have for the masses, but the basic general understanding of how to live healthy, how to watch your calories, carb intake, how to watch your alcohol and drug use, how to watch your, uh, your, your, your sodium intake and your red meat from your white meats to your your vegetables and, and, and your exercise and your agility. None of this is difficult stuff. This is not hard to understand. The practice of it is difficult to get up every day. And when you feel defeated half the time, maybe I'm speaking for myself more than anybody else out there, but I don't think I am. I think we all experience this. The, the practice of this is very, very difficult but not the conceptual nature of it. That's not difficult at all. And so what I like to do is listen to a handful of different people, and I've fallen off on a lot of them because they've started to bring in these staunch, politicized nature to their programs, which I just think is a really, really, really poor look, and one of which for years was Dave Ramsey. And I've just, I'm so, I roll my eyes at the guy now. Um, but generally speaking, I would used to listen to his show. I'm going like back a decade, maybe even a decade and a half because I needed positive reinforcement. You know how many times I go into a, uh, a financial planner's office or I go into a meeting like I'm going to have tomorrow at 10 a.m. with podcast wannabe hosts and producers as a way to you know generate revenue and income? You know how many times I go in? and talk to a doctor or a, a dietitian or somebody along those lines, and the whole time I'm there, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, 
Uh-huh. Yes. That sounds great. Man, I'm feeling good about this. Man and woman, this is going to be great. And you know how many times I walk out and get in my car, and maybe not that soon, maybe a little bit later, maybe six hours later, maybe a day and a half later, I'm like, wait a second. What am I supposed to do next? It all made sense yesterday. Today, I can't quite remember. And if you haven't experienced that, good for you. But I have. So I regularly use some of these outlets as a way to positively reinforce things that I already knew. I already know this stuff. I'm not dumb. I'm not smart either, but I'm not dumb. And I already understand this stuff. But I use it as positive reinforcement. So now let me fast forward back or just get into DeLorean and go wherever I need to be to the present day, which would have been a week and a half ago. Always look for stuff to listen to on my way to Nashville or wherever I'm traveling, but it's generally Nashville. And I line it up to where I've got about two hours worth, and it makes the time fly by like that. Grab myself a coffee, go from there. Usually mid-morning on a Saturday. No exception here. Bright blue uh, skies, soaking in sunshine. Uh, uh, eh, It was still pretty warm out, but not a blazing hot yet day. And I run through the drive-thru at Pete's Coffee right over there at MLK, and I'm right there by the Nashville exit, and I get my my uh, uh, iced mocha, and I got my 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 water and my Yeti, and then I'm like, I, I got time to catch Doctors Warren, uh, whatever they call their show. I don't have it in front of me, but I used to work at this station on Saturdays and run their board, and and I enjoyed them. They're Energizer bunnies. They just go go go, talk talk talk, talk talk talk, talk talk talk, say the same thing over and over again. Forget your, you know, relying so much on your doctors and pharmaceuticals and quit blaming your genetics and quit blaming, you know, your, you know, the lifestyles of others around you and make better decisions and make yourself right. Anybody can do this. Anybody, no matter how bad your health is, can do this. I've always enjoyed their just kind of motor mouthing, you know, back and forth for two hours every Saturday morning. I thought I've got, you know, till Jasper or well, till Hailtown probably anyway before I lose the signal. And I turn it on in Pete's Coffee's uh, uh, parking lot because I was not going to, I wanted everything ready to go and I don't want to be a stra- distracted driver and I'm about to hit the split or about to hit, you know, 27 to, to 24. And Nathan, Dr. Nathan is in there. I don't hear his wife, Rebecca. And he is losing his mind on, I'm guessing it's some kind of mandate of vaccines. Because that would go right along with their mostly uh, mission statement is, uh, you know, different lifestyle choices, blah, blah, blah. He is using all the buzzwords. Dementia Joe. Sleepy Joe. Whatever else. I can't remember exactly because I didn't give it much time. He was he flew off the hinge. Keep in mind, these are two wife and husband duo that do the same show every single week. At the end of the day, they're nothing more than glorified chiropractors. Okay, there's a place for chiropractic uh, practice, right? Like that works for people, I guess. I don't know. Never been to one, never will. They're not, they're not the uh, you know the scientists of medicine. They're chiropractors. 
but I don't probably at the end of the day disagree with what his overall point was. He was just being so abrasive, so bold, so brash, so over the top, using all the buzzwords, as I always say, words matter and precedents matter. This guy was using all of it. I don't even remember. It, 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 I flipped my shit for a minute because I know these two. Now, they, I don't know if they'd remember me that well. It's been a while back. But I've listened a lot. I've When I'm up on a Saturday around 10 a.m., which isn't every single Saturday, but what it is, I listen to them because I want positive reinforcement for my health. I don't want to hear this over-the-top, bombastic, buzzword-filled, political, ideological, bullshit-ass segment. And I don't know how long it was going to go. And I picked up the phone. I mean, I it, my, it just jumped off the page for me for the minute as I, as I was stopped in the parking lot for a minute. And I picked up the phone and I called 267-1023 because usually they're, they're broadcasting from their office or their house. But it sounded like they might have been in studio. And I and dude answered the phone. I don't know who it was. I said, hey, are these clowns in studio today? He's like, and he's a young guy, so I didn't want to give him too much of a problem. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're telling me you're staring at them right now or Nathan, Dr. Nathan, right now in the studio. He's like, yeah. And I just said, okay, that's all. I hung up the phone. Click. I was so ready to say, I want to talk about my thyroid glands. And then as soon as I get answered, say, who the fuck do you think you are? And what are you trying to do with your business? And what is the point of this infomercial radio show? Do you want to help people get healthy? Do you want to be? Um, do, do you want to to be cross generational, cross ideological? Do you want to to be the best for your business and the best for my health, or do you just want to be a loud asshole today? And I quickly, you know, like, hmm, just settle down, just don't do it, don't do it. And I said, all right, man, thanks, goodbye. I turned it off and I said, it's not worth it. There's no reason to do this. That would be a waste of everybody involves time and nothing irritates me more than wasting time. Doctors, Nathan and Rebecca Warren, you do good work. It seems like you seem to have a good business model. You need not do those kinds of things or you're going to lose listeners. And more importantly, for the only reason you're doing this, you're going to lose business. Keep it simple, stupid. Do what you do best and remind me that it's not about prescription drugs and my hereditary uh, family tree and, uh, and, and just my genes and remind me that if I just get off my dead ass and do a little bit of work every now and again on myself, uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally, and, uh, and, and, and physically, that I can live a better life. That was what you were there for me to remind me every time I turned on the show. And then you had to go do that. That's what you want. Go right ahead. But I won't be there for the ride any longer. And speaking of things that are just bewildering to me, the law in Texas, I'm not going to get too deep dive into what it should or shouldn't be. Just some thoughts on that, and then we'll wrap up today's show. This is the Stone on Air podcast. And I will be right back. Stone on air. We'll be right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip I have for our listeners. Stoneonair.com. Oh, you're pro-life? That's cool. Okay, so you foster and adopt children. No? 
You know there's over 400,000 kids in the foster care system in America right now, right? Good. Let's see. You support mandatory parental leave for new parents. No? How about government programs that help fund those kids you wanted to be born? No? So you're not really pro-life then, are ya? I mean, at best, you're pro-fetus. That is if you don't support IVF. Oh, you do? <laughs> Great. So then you're just pro-controlling women's bodies and people with uteruses. You're not pro-life. Because you see, uh, a young girl gets pregnant and you shame her. And then she has that kid that you wanted her to have and use government assistance like food stamps and WIC. And what do you do? You shame her. What's that? You don't do any of those things? You're just against abortion. Okay, I get that. So obviously you support things like better sex education in schools, easier access to birth control options, universal health care. Hmm? No, none of those things. Even though they've all been proven to significantly lower the rates of abortions. Got it. Up the stairs that was about a three-minute TikTok, which was, I thought, really well done. But I didn't want to pay three minutes, play three minutes of it, so I edited it down to about one minute. Kind of sums up what most of us have been saying about this for a long time. I have a lot of conservative friends that understand that outlawing abortion is a bad idea, even though that they're not for it. I can respect that conversation angle. It's harder and harder to find as it's turned into one of the bigger buzz word, buzz um, debates right around every election cycle, whether it be midterms or general. As I mentioned before, Ben Folds here twice today. I have been listening to his music, not fanatically, but I've been a big fan of, of the stuff that everybody knows and maybe a touch deeper than that. Had no idea this was about a song about him taking his girlfriend to get an abortion in the uh, you know as teenagers. You learn something new every day whether you cared or not. And um, you know sometimes especially as I get into my 40s here, I start to try to I try to figure out, or think about or evaluate what matters to me, right? What 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 truly matters to me? And uh, the, the 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 law out in Texas, you know, does it matter to me? Not really. I, I don't I don't live in Texas. Never will live in Texas. The problem is, though, that I am worried about is that right now there's a very copycat syndrome that feels like it's come out of the bombastic Trump narrative. Of the last six years, and maybe I'm being unfair to say that. Maybe it's always been this way. But one state follows the next. It's follow the leader. It's copycat world. Um, I think that's true in everyday life. Uh, once somebody else makes a bold step to do something, oh, well, now you've been emboldened to try to do the same thing. Uh, Florida's next to do something like this. Um, it really is pretty uh, six weeks. I mean, come on, six weeks is just nothing. Six weeks evaporates like six minutes. You know, six weeks is the new six days. And there's one thing that I'll um, I'll never quite be able to understand when it comes to uh, impregnation of, of a female. And this is why I'm so concerned about laws like this. Not because it has anything to do with ideological anything. It's that there's only one way to impregnate a woman. 
only one way. There is countless ways to enjoy the presence of a lady and a male and a female to spend time together, to be intimate together, to enjoy each other's uh, physical intimacy with or without clothing. There are countless ways to enjoy that, to have a nice time, to embrace that and love that and cherish it and, uh, and wish for more of it. But there is only one single way to get a woman pregnant. And if you just don't do that one singular thing, then this is not going to be a problem for you. I would like to think that most people listening to this show right now are adults, as they say, and understand this concept. And that's why abortion laws like this don't really, or abortion being eliminated completely, doesn't really affect us really at all. But who are we? Who are you? Who are us? We are people who understand adult things in adult situations. And laws like these do not bother us. Just on the just on the surface, right? Just uh, sitting there on ink on paper, that's not going to affect me completely directly, and likely it's not going to affect you either. The problem is, is this is way more complicated than that, and we've all been dumb dipshit kids, and we've all done dipshit things, and we've all thought we were invincible, and that thing's not going to happen to us. And that's where things like these kinds of restrictions are a tax on the poor and a tax on the ignorant and just, quite frankly, a tax on the dumb. That's what this is. And then later on down the line, you know who's going to be affected the most by this tax on the poor and the tax on the ignorant and the tax on the dumb. It's going to primarily be burdened by the middle class, which is who most of us making up this small little dedicated I love you to death audience. That's what most of us are. Yes, I would like every child to be born into a prosperous world and have a wonderful life, but just stop being delusional for a minute. And you know you understand this is not what we need to be doing. Um, most idiot kids or idiot adult children by the time six weeks will roll around are even going to know that they're pregnant to begin with. This is a ban on abortion in Texas and it's going to continue in certain states. I don't think it'll hit the federal uh, wavelength anytime soon. For anybody who cares to pay any attention, the Republican conservative uh, wing of the world has had a majority of the, uh, of the Supreme Court for Many, 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 many years. I don't have it in front of me right now, but there's been countless times since when was Roe v. Wade? 1974, 1976, something like that. Countless times they've had a majority in the Supreme Court and they never overturn it. Why? Because it's a voting talking point. 
most people within power, within privilege, within uh, affluency, with, within uh, 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 wealthy circles don't care about this. But they know Bumpkin Bama Gene over there and Bumpkin uh, Knoxville Nancy and uh, and whoever else in in some of these areas were oh this is a goddamn travesty and it and to a certain degree it absolutely is and travesty is the wrong word tragedy it is it's it's awful it sucks it's not good nobody wants this but it's a tax on the poor it's a tax on the poor of the things that we allow to be legal in America if you said Brian you only get to choose a few let's see uh legal marijuana uh legal prostitution legal gambling i would say prostitution legalized marijuana legalized but i only get two that's fine then make gambling illegal why cuz gambling is a tax on the poor i don't give a shit about gambling gamble your life away for all i give a damn but it's a tax on the poor and it has long reaching effects to people who have nothing to do with it it's all about your perception of what you care about or what you think is detrimental to people. Saving people from themselves sometimes is what we try to do, I think, I guess. I don't know. But this is just another tax on the poor. This is from uh, Wall Street Journal. I'll get out of here in just a minute. And I wondered this because I saw other people talking about it. What about the voting bills that were barely even changed and really don't suppress voting all that much? And we're moving all-star games and we got a... a, a uh, musicians and stars and sports stars speaking out against a law that's so damaging to democracy. Yet I don't hear anybody saying this about this, basically a ban on abortion in Texas. Crickets. Where are they? Where are the companies that are going to leave Texas over this? Dozens of businesses are going public with their opposition to the new Texas law that bars abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. A move that follows weeks of debate inside companies about how to respond. Employers including Rideshare Lyft, Box Inc., and Stitch Fix, an investment group, whoever the hell they are, says uh, Tuesday, restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care. This is actually literally just Tuesday yesterday. Including abortion threatens the health, independence, and economic stability of our workers and our customers. One more paragraph and we'll be done. The statement doesn't call for any specific action. Thanks for thanks for a a quote in the media uh, release. Its organizers say it's intended in part to show other states considering new abortion laws that they can cause economic harm, such as by hindering employers' ability to recruit workers from out of state. Many of the signatories aren't based in Texas, though a number of them have operations or employees in the state. And that's all. I, I, I'm done. I'm not going to spend any more time on that. It, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me, and it probably doesn't affect you either completely directly. It is a tax on the poor. And ultimately, that trickles down. Everybody loves the trickle-down theory, right? Trickles down to a tax on the middle class. And I guess, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I have to say about that. So more on this new show. If it takes off, you'll find out more about it. If not, we'll continue to do this every week and uh, just see where it goes. Love you to death. Mean it. See you later. Bye.